You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Suck Me Beautiful. <laughs> There's something about your first slice. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we look at them objectively, kind of take off the rose-colored glasses that you might be wearing while you're watching these movies and then we bake them into a sweet supple pie and we make we sweet <laughs> supple love to it i'm gonna warn everyone off the top this is gonna be a raunchier episode than normal a little bit naughtier which is strange for us yeah, but... i was gonna say to, to say that it's even gonna go into more depraved conversation i apologize up front but i wanted to get this out of the way because we are covering 1999's teen coming of age sex comedy <laughs> American Pie. Holy crap. Our first straight-up comedy. Dude, our first straight-up comedy. Our second well, our film first boobs. adult straight-up comedy. Yes. Because you can argue that, Obviously. like, Mouse Hunt and yeah, yeah. Space Jam, both comedies. But, no, this is uh, straight-up adult comedy, and what a doozy, dude. Tell me about your history with American Pie. I was going to say, everyone remembers the first time they had a slice of American Pie. This was a huge movie back in the day. It came out in 1999, and this was... Kind of our generation's, you know, Porky's and Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds. This was our teen sex comedy. I was going to say, we were kind of talking in the middle of this movie. It just kind of like hit me. Think about how much this movie came out in 1999. Think about how much this movie kind of shaped the sex culture of our generation. It did. It really kind of reinforced these issues of, hey, you got to get laid before you leave high school. Peer pressure, man. Yeah. And and. And just, you know, what do you mean you don't know what you're talking about? And like all this stuff, it kind of deals with these issues on maybe a less serious level than <laughs> yeah, than yeah. these issues should be addressed. But it was kind of interesting to see that this was actually something that became something that our generation looked towards when it came to growing up. And that's strange. Yeah, this was a full-blown cultural phenomenon. And yeah. I remember watching this, this. I was eight when this came out. I think I watched it when I was about ten. Far Why? younger than I should what? have. But I remember watching this with my buddies at their house. People didn't know we were watching it. Uh, it was one of those really you watch it in secret type of movies. And yeah, man, it really shaped kind of my going into high yeah. school experience because I think a lot of us maybe have watched this before we went into high school or, mm-hmm. you know, in high school. And so, yeah, this really shaped how I am supposed to act. It, it freaked me out about sex. This <laughs> this movie and, like, South Park, Bigger, Longer, yep, Uncut were the here. two movies that, you know – uh, you didn't want any. You didn't want your parents to know that you would watch this movie. Yeah, this is salacious. Yeah, and we went ahead for you guys and watched the unrated version. Which I got to tell you, dude, I don't know why it's unrated at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Apparently, uh, this movie took four tries uh, to get uh, an R rating instead of an NC-17. They had to cut some stuff back, so maybe they just put a couple more butt thrusts into the old pie that must back in. Is, yeah. But yeah, we watched the version you couldn't see in theaters. Ooh. But let's get into well. So tell me about your, before we get into a little of the background on it, what's your history with the film? So I remember this was a movie that my parents had like rented or something. And did you watch this as a family? No, God, no, 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 no. Um, but I remember, you know, like, cause they were like, Hey Zach, why don't you leave the room for this movie? And, uh, I remember just watching it maybe a year or two later after yeah. that happened. And it, dude, it's. It's a movie that really just kind of takes you aback when you're so young because that's I feel like a lot of us watch this younger than we should have watched yeah, yeah. this. It, well, it was the movie that yeah, your friends talked about. Yeah. And, you know, it it's it's a movie that I always remember enjoying. I kind of I I think I soured on it as I grew up because of the sequels. Because, sure. Because they made so many sequels and spinoffs that were just so bad, and I think that made me sour on the original movie. But I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I yeah. thought it was so funny. Oh, yeah. And it, like you said, it kind of scared me a little about growing up. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of these sequels, so American Pie was followed by three franchise sequels. American Pie 2 in 2001, American Wedding in 2003, and then American Reunion in 2012. However, there are also four direct-to-DVD spinoff films, uh, Bandcamp, The Naked Mile, Beta House, and The Book of Love, bro. Oh, I think I've seen 
like three of those back in the day. I've at least seen Bandcamp in the Naked Mile. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like, it didn't like some of those have to do with like Stifler's brother? Brother. Too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to stop and pause this because this is Sean William Scott's uh, film debut. Yep. He was working at a Home Depot when he got cast. He was paid only $8,000 for his role in this movie. And uh, this kind of was the frat asshole character that became a staple in early 2000s films. Dude, this is the character that, like, whether you like him or not, people always, like, kind of made fun of. Like, this was the stereotypical jock Yep, that was... At the time, hilarious. And yeah. Still, honestly, the, he's the best part of this movie, in my opinion. One of the best. Yeah, parts. but I look at it in sort of a different direction. Oh, I almost for look sure. at it like a satirical sort of like. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like why I always love like the '90s bullies. Like that's the same reason I love Sean Williams because he's just such a caricature of everything we hated in yeah, high school. Absolutely, and, and so many films and other actors tried to emulate what he does in this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think they came close because oh, it, it really is. It, it's, it's, a, it's a fun performance, and I'm glad that the world introduced us to this gem of a hero. Honestly, <laughs> I think he's the only one who gets this movie <laughs> half the time. I really do. Like he, he, you know, he plays it over the top, but he gets it. But the, the weird part is, is he, he's maybe in the, the movie for probably, I'd say, 10 to 15 minutes of screen time. Yeah, not very long. He's not a part of the main ensemble, at no. least in this first movie. And then by the second one... They understood what they had. And yeah. he became he becomes almost the lead character of the next like, couple movies. Of, of at least American... I know American Wedding, he was it's like his a massive movie, right? role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is when I think of American Pie, I think of Stifler more than I do of Jim or Ox, Oz or Kevin or Finch, bro. Dude, you don't think of Kevin when you think of American (laughs) Pie. All right. So let's get into a little bit of the background before we get the plot here. This was made for $11 million, okay? Which is crazy. Super, super small budget. And what was actually really funny is when submitting the scripts to studios, the screenwriter, Adam Hertz, he titled it Untitled Teenage Sex Comedy That Can Be Made for Under $10 Million That Most Readers Will Probably Hate But I Think You Will Love. (laughs) I mean, he gets it, dude. (laughs) Exactly. And that was kind of the selling point. Like, it's going to be super cheap. People aren't really making these movies anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know... This could be something profitable for the studio. You know, this kind of reminds you of, if you're going to go really back, it reminds you of, like, Breakfast Club yeah, or, like, yeah. Sixteen Candles. Staple um, high school films. Or if you want to think roughly around that time, I think of, like, Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. we'll get into some of these. So so this is what's interesting. So it was very profitable for the studio. Made $102 million in the U.S. Made $235 million That's worldwide. insane. Off of a, an $11, an $11 million, million, million yeah. dollar movie. And you wonder why they kept fucking making these movies. Yeah, of course. Came in 20th for the year, which is crazy because i started mm-hmm. thinking 1999 20 over 20 movies made over 100 million dollars i thought that was pretty impressive looked yeah. up 2017s apparently 30 movies made over 100 million <laughs> so i guess that's not that impressive Aww. but still i feel like that was around the turning the point for where films more films were coming out more films were making more money and it, it kind of was a, a sign of what was to come you kind of had the feeling that studios and producers knew what audiences were starting to look for yes. at this yes. point. So like I said, came in 20th for the year of 99. Some other comedies and teen movies that were out around this time, okay? So it's kind of a mixture of both here. Mm-hmm. Austin Powers, Spy Who Shagged Me, Big Daddy, Blue Streak, Bowfinger, Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> oh, Male Gigolo, uh, Life, She's All That, same year. Wow. Same year, dude. Never Been Kissed, 10 Things I Hate About You, same year. South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Varsity Blues, dude. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dogma, Go, and Election. And we, I was asking you if you've seen Election. It's an Alexander Payne movie. Really great. And I mention that because Chris Klein is in that movie, and he has the same dumbfounded, stupid acting, but it's completely in line with what that character is. Okay. Here, he's still doing that, but he's supposed to be this really popular jock, and it's it's dumbfounded. And w- at one to me. point, we made like. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, there was a scene where. Chris Klein came up and we were just making because <laughs> <laughs> like, he just he's just the way he delivers dialogue staring oh, like at the wall with his mouth wide open <laughs> this single like stupid breather yeah, one strand of Superman hair, hair. yeah just, and everyone's hair in this is greased to the max oh, anyway we're getting gross. too far yeah so this is directed by uh, directed by a pair of brothers actually Paul Whites and Chris Whites now Paul Whites went on to do a bunch of movies. Mm. Uh, kind of by himself, a few were still directed with his brother. He directed uh, Down to Earth, About a Boy, American Dreams, In Good Company, Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant. Remember that one, dude? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Little Fockers, uh, Being Flynn, oh. and Admission. 
His brother only went to do two solo directorial efforts, and it's The Golden Compass and Twilight Saga New Moon. God, wow. Yikes. <laughs> What are you I think like, they hit their peak the first movie. Yeah, American my God, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, this was a huge hit. Everyone loves it. Let's mm-hmm. get into it. Let's absolutely do it. So we start off, dude, with great music. Oh, that's the thing, dude. This soundtrack is kicking. We've got some Third Eye Blind, some Tonic, Blink-182, yeah. Sugar Ray. Really upset, though, if I'm going to just kind of jump ahead straight to the end of the movie. I thought the song Laid, originally by James, and then it was covered for this uh, franchise. Franchise. Yeah. Uh, I thought that song was in this movie. It's not, and uh, it makes me kind of hate this movie a little bit. <laughs> it kind of blew my mind that it wasn't in the movie because I've always yeah. associated with it. It's definitely in like the second and third one, though, right? It's definitely. It starts off the third one, and it's in American Reunion. I would assume it's in the second one, but I haven't seen the second one in probably as long yeah, as I had no, seen that's this true. one. That's true. I haven't seen that one. But just for our no. listeners at home, if in case they didn't know what Laid was, we should probably do a little nostalgia be jammed. Oh, a little nostalgia be jammed. Let's do it, dude. His bed is on fire with passionate love. The neighbors complain about the noises above, but she only comes when she's on top. That was good, dude. That was really good. Nostalgia be jammed. <laughs> available available, available soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So, you know, we start off with Jason Biggs. Uh, he plays Jim. He's mm-hmm. our lead character. He's about to, you know... Pound the puss. He's watching a little fuzzy porn. This actually, I kind of got a laugh out of this because this reminded me of back in the day when we had cable. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you could pick up some of those channels that were, you didn't quite, it wasn't yeah, part of your package. Like child yeah, blocked yeah, or something Or something. Like and so he's watching just a really fuzzy porn. You can't even, you can barely, he's like, oh, I, that's a tit. That's a, that's a tit. Anyway. <laughs> We also get a sneak peek at uh, Eugene Levy. Now, he plays his dad. The mom's in it for a couple scenes, but Eugene Levy, I feel like he was given, probably had two scenes written in the movie, and the, the filmmakers were like, we got to get this we guy in more, because he, in, yeah. like, you could tell he's kind of improvising some of his dialogue, yeah. which I did check, he, he, he does. Of course. Um, but he's really funny. I, I, I like him and Jason Biggs. They feel genuine, like they are brother, they, yeah, father no, and son. Yeah, they really do. I, Jason Biggs, it helps that Jason Biggs looks as about as young as you're ever going to get Jason Biggs. Yeah, sweaty lips and all. He oh, is so greasy sweaty, through this whole movie. Ugh. Gross. But let's do it, man. Let's get into this bevy of characters that we are introduced to almost immediately. It's kind of like what, like we've said, these other high school movies where it's just a sprawling cast of characters. Yeah. And we, we kind of follow them on their last kind of two or three weeks before prom. Yeah, right? something like that. No. So we get Rookie of the Year himself, dude, Kevin. Fucking <laughs> hell yeah, dude. What's his What's his? <laughs> Thomas Ian Nicholas. All right, Thomas Ian Nicholas. By the way, I'm just going to go off the idea that Henry Rowengartner... <laughs> Grew up after winning a World Series with the Cubs to be Kevin. If you don't know an American get that, guy. yeah, reference, check out our Rookie, check of, out year our rookie of the Year episode. Oh, He's the Lord. worst. Dude. His girlfriend, uh, played by Tara Reid in, in peak form, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, she plays Vicky, and their whole thing in the beginning of this is he won't say I love you. He wants to bone, he wants to go to the bone zone. Right. But, you know, she wants to, she only wants to have sex when the moment is perfect. Okay. Yeah. And now... We'll break these down later on, but these are, you know, it's a relatable concept. You know what I mean? We've all been in relationships when, you know, you're not sure if this is the one, but maybe you still want to engage in some activity. Right. But we quickly realized that this guy's kind of a dick. Dude, he's <laughs> so mean. We got to, and I'm, we're watching this movie, which is kind of the whole point of this podcast is to watch it without the rose colored glasses in today's, you know, society, yeah. cultural, how we, you know, perceive things. Right. To watch a lot of this movie, it's it's Dude, a bit it dicey, is man. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, there's some questionable moral there's sexual. Things you cannot get away with in this. There's movie. straight up sex crimes later oh, on. Oh yeah. We also get uh, Jessica. Now Jessica is played by Natasha Lyonne. She is Tara Reed's friend, and she's kind of the the world weary. She's like the Yoda, the wise. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the wise sex Yoda of yeah. East Hill High or whatatever the fuck <laughs> school East this Hill is. High school. Who cares? <laughs> Then we get, oh man, Oz. This is Chris Klein. We've mentioned it before. He's a lacrosse star. He's a jock. I love lacrosse. <laughs> Was that Trump? Was that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, man, he's just a fucking doofus. Oh my God. <laughs> he's just a real doof. But they're chatting. The main, the main four there is Finch, Oz, Kevin, and Jim. Finch is played by Eddie K. Thomas. 
he went on to do a bunch of movies back in the early 2000s. I haven't yeah, seen this he guy was like in super like 10 popular years, in the 2000s, yeah. but that this was it after yeah. that. Yeah, and that. Finch, he's kind of the uh he seems more mature for his age. He's always wearing a fucking blazer and he's drinking mochaccino all yeah. the time. He like refuses to shit in school. He's a he's a 90s hipster like before a hipster became popular. God, I hated that character back then. I hated him today. <laughs> yep, no, I agree I hated 100%. Finch. But they're all chatting after school at their what? Their hot dog stand or whatever. They go to this <laughs> yeah, like little restaurant and whatnot. Hot dog place. And Kevin is the only person in this group of friends who has gotten to third base. Is that, is that correct? I believe so. Oh, sorry. And Oz. Oz, Oz, is, Oz yeah. has two. Uh, Kevin has as well. And if we're going third base, what are we doing? Oral, right? I think we're going some. Yeah, we're getting oral. But uh, the same time, they describe what going to third place is like, man. And it's like a warm slice of apple pie. Hot apple pie. I mean. McDonald's are homemade. Great joke, Jason. <laughs> Cut, Jason. Keep going. You're you're fucking wonderful. You too. You need to fucking step, step up. Step it up, your bro. Game. You're no Jason. Biggs. All right, Jason is leaving you guys in the fucking dust. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it feels like warm apple pie. Does it? I, <laughs> I you know, I think that's that's where we probably draw the line of how much we get. We're gonna into get this. into this. Yeah, we'll be but, respectful. Yeah, but. <laughs> So, but it is questionable. Yeah, it's been one week since you looked at me. We kick to the next song or scene rather with some bare naked ladies, Thank dude. God. And it's Stifler's party. Now, Sean William Scott, he's introduced. He's Steve Stifler. He's kind of he's also a jock. He's the lacrosse star, but he's just really abrasive and says whatever he wants. For for such an asshole, he's like really popular. Right? Really popular, and I think it's because he's rich. He's got a lot of money. Well, he's a rich. Lot of parties. He's, he's handsome. Good he plays dude, really dude. good at lacrosse. He also. Uh, you know, calls people gay and oh yeah, you know, fuck face and shit brick and all kinds and of touches stuff. girls' butts when they're not you know consenting. Absolutely, I think he one of his first this tracking shot. He's walking through as we're introduced to all these characters at the party and he brags straight about up that slaps just, a girl's ass. Yeah, brags about the the fact that he just like took his sixth shot of the night and then walks over and slaps a girl's ass. Some of these other characters here in the party, uh, Shermanator. This is Sherman. <sighs> I think this kid's name is Chris Owens. Again, another popular-ish kind of actor in the late nineties, early two mm-hmm. thousands in a bunch of stuff makes a lot of recurring terminator uh, jokes terminator jo- <laughs> but it, but he also shows up in a lot of the spinoffs the sequels too, and spinoffs yeah yeah, yeah. I, again that was the thing about these movies they they felt like everyone had to come back and it was, it really, was just, just like four true. characters it's i could really true. care to yeah. see again yeah uh another one we're introduced to is nadia this is played by the beautiful mm. shannon elizabeth she My is a God. foreign exchange student and she does she have a crush on Jim in the beginning? Because it seems like they, she kind of has a, a I don't thing know, for I guess she, she, like, gives him the eye every once in a while. We're, we'll go ahead and say yes. All right. Because he walks up to her. It's, you know, a little at last playing slow-mo and whatnot. He just comes up and just starts laughing at their conversation. I hate this in movies. People yeah. don't do this. And if they do... Get them the fuck yeah, out of here. Like, don't come up to my conversation I was going to say, there's something a little bit more wrong with them other than they're <sighs> just awkward. Like, they're actually, they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, upstairs, Kevin and his girlfriend, ooh, they're going hot and heavy. But she won't go all the way, dude. He just gets a blow jibber. <laughs> dude, he just gets a beige and he shoots his wad into a goddamn cup of beer. Yeah. What? Why? Why do that? Why do you do this? And this is like a really awkward the way they shoot this and, yeah. and some of the sex stuff is just really just like awkward and yeah, well, uncomfortable. So at one point they're like <laughs> fake making out and clearly fake making out. And she's like almost pushing know, him away. Yeah. They're like they're just like Jostling. gyrating <laughs> a little bit and like pushing each other in the shoulder. <laughs> it's so awkward. Uh, downstairs in the party, Allison Hannigan, we're introduced to her. She's Michelle. She's the band camp geek who winds up later marrying Jim in the later sequels mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and yeah, the whole group of band geeks are turned away from the party. Meanwhile, Oz is getting hot and heavy with a college chick at Lookout Point, mm-hmm. um, who, by the way, uh, majors in postmodern feminist theory or thought. Oh, <laughs> like, she ooh, sounds edgy. smart. But, uh, yeah, Oz drops, who's also referred to as Casanova, because he's such a good-looking dude, although yeah. he hasn't gotten laid, and they're in their senior year. I don't understand. Kind whatever. of the yeah, whatever. Casanova. Yeah, you'd think. But you find out quickly why he's no Casanova's, because the first lines he drops to this woman is... Suck me, beautiful. <laughs> That's a panty dropper. Panty Thank you drops. so much. But yeah, she understandably is like, what the hell? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? But she basically puts this seed in his idea that you need to be more sensitive in order to, you know, get a girl to to go that you far. You got to listen to women, you know. Yes. And he takes this as 
quite literal as he possibly can. Not like, <laughs> hey, maybe show a little bit more respect for women. No, he's like, no, I gotta like watch HGTV. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Uh, Stifler, meanwhile, you know, breaks up the beach after Kevin finishes there, and this is one of. I do remember in the sequel, he gets pissed on, right? There's always yeah, some sort gets- of gross bodily function joke involving Stifler yeah. in all of these movies. This is the first one, dude. He's trying to get with this girl, and eventually he goes to take a sip of the pale ale mm. and uh, throws up on her, understandably. Yeah, because there's jizz in it. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Back outside, uh, Vicky is chatting with Jessica. Now, Vicky has not had an orgasm. Okay, oh. She's not entirely sure how it works. You never double-clicked your mouth, I believe, is what? Your mouse. Mouse? Yes. Oh, my. Dude, I thought she said mouth, which is no, why I didn't understand double- that line forever. Oh, is that why? You- <laughs> That's why I even said it out loud again. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you, I looked at you. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double-clicked your mouth. What does that even mean? <laughs> your mouse, like uh, a computer Yeah, mouse. no, I got it, dude. There's a lot of tech jokes in this because yep. we're right on that cusp, right on that verge of sure technology. Are. Computers Bubba. are popular at this point. Before we leave this party scene, I do want to mention these two guys uh, who <laughs> we'll call them the MILF guys because that's how they're credited how they're in the credited, movie. Yeah. One of whom is fucking John Cho, Harold and himself. Yeah. Dude, had it been Harold and Kumar, that'd have been amazing. Oh, that'd have been. Well, then there would have been this whole parallel universe yes. of Harold and Kumar. And it would have made so much more yeah, sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and what's funny is he's actually the oldest person I looked it up. In this movie, he was 26 at the time playing a high school student. But I love it because they pretty much coined the term MILF. This is where we get it. This is where yeah. this is what popularized M-I-L-F, mom, I'd like yeah. to fuck, because they're looking at a photo of Stifler's mother, uh, the very beautiful Je- uh, Jessica, Jennifer Coolidge, rather, um, in her prime, in her yeah. heyday. And they're just screaming <laughs> MILF at the wall. They're just screaming. I got milk. a couple laughs out of this. This yeah, is funny. No, this like, was oh, funny. Oh, man, what are you doing, dude? And he's like yeah, kissing he's the making photo. making out with the photo. <laughs> it's really dumb, but it's also really funny for some reason. <laughs> On their way out, though, Vicky overhears Kevin talking shit. Like He's like, uh, what is he saying? Enough of this blowjob shit. I got to get laid. Nice. Oh, wait. Vicky, wait. Vicky, wait. I'm Not for you. No. Shit, dude. The next day, apparently, are they the only four guys who stayed the night at this party? Because it's completely empty, Except for them. And Sherman, the redheaded, spiky, gross headed weirdo, yeah. he comes downstairs with this very beautiful woman and basically tells the guys after he walks her out that he had sex. He's now a man. Yeah, and uh, he recommends they join the club. Yeah, and they're all super pissed about this that he got laid before I did. Yeah. And so that's when uh, a little bit of a rousing speech comes up from Kevin. Dude. Oh, yeah, man. This is the scene you think of when you think of American Pie. I make this joke constantly. I'd say too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But, yeah, dude, they make a pact, you know, that three they're three weeks away from, what, graduation? Prom? Prom. prom. They're three weeks from prom, and they decide they're all going to reach the bone zone. They're yeah. going to lose. They're going to pop their cherries. That's how it works. Right? Yeah. I, what? I don't know what sex is. Have you, have, have you ever been? Have you ever been laid? Because I haven't. It's like a bag of sand, right? Right. I feel like we're not equipped to talk about this. But yeah, he does this whole, you know, we will not surrender. We will get laid. Yeah, he's standing on the fucking couch, dude. They're all like cheering and whatnot. Then we get a little flagpole sitter. I like this. Yeah, a little montage of them like buying condoms and, you know, looking up sex on the internet and oh, watching yeah, HGTV. <laughs> yeah, Oz is trying to get more yeah. sensitive. Flagpole sitter, though, great song. Great Probably song. my favorite song out of this whole movie. Pro- the one that may have stuck with me the most. Yeah, one up. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so Oz, again, taking this very very literally, decides to join Chorus to become more sensitive. He thinks these vocal jazz girls are hot. They are, dude. So hot. <laughs> and I love uh, Stifler's reaction to this whole thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, kind of like just the audience or someone. This, like, this? this was what I looked at you and I was like, Sean William Scott gets it. Like, <laughs> he does. He does. But so Mina Suvari plays Heather, you know, American Beauty herself. Is mm-hmm. the fucking lady with the rose on the cover there. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, that came out the same year, 99. Wow. Uh, Good year for her. <laughs> yeah, for her. And Chris Klein. He had election yeah. anyway. But, yeah, I, they're, they spend a lot of time trying to develop their relationship. <sighs> Honestly, my least favorite parts of this movie is whenever it goes back to them and whenever it goes back to just Vicky and Kevin. Like, yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> well, so, and I think it's because if you look at in the ensemble of the four, we'll say four main characters, we'll leave out Stifler. If you look at the ensemble... 
Uh, Jason Biggs and the Finch character are the funniest characters. Well, the funniest things happen to them. Yeah, the yes, funniest things yes. happen to them. I, um, but, like, nothing really funny happens to Kevin. No. Like, no. and and Oz. Oz is just boring, man. He's yeah. so boring. I think the problem here is, is because they really try to mold both of the, you know, teen raunchy sex comedy with the you know, coming-of-age high school drama. Learning about relationships, like what a real relationship Mm -hmm. is, and it's so boring. Yeah, Show me more farts and titties. Dude, I want more farts, more titties, more cum and beer. (laughs) No, (laughs) but seriously, there's just like a small disconnect. I wouldn't say that it hinders the film. What it does, though, because... It slows it. It slows it, but Roger Ebert, like in his review, was one of the critics that uh, did like this movie. By the way, forgot to mention at the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's got a 7.0 on IMDb, kind of highly rated, and a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. It's got a fresh review, just barely. Um, He was one of the big critics that liked it. He said it was very, you know, honest and and wasn't all, you know, the titty fart jokes. Right, yeah. (laughs) And that's partly, I guess, why the movie stuck around in the cultural zeitgeist, because if it was just another one of these... You know, coming beard movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it kind of would have got lost in the shuffle, I guess. Yeah. But in my opinion, those are just my least favorite parts. Back to it, though. Jim's dad uh, has decided he's going to have a little porn talk with his son after witnessing, you know, the first scene here, that stupid cold open. He. And why is this sex talk happening now? He's a senior in high he's school. He's a senior in high school. He knows what he's doing. Well, he doesn't he know doesn't what He doesn't know, but doing. at the same time, this conversation should have come way earlier, way right? Way long ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, like, happens so much in this movie. I think that's part of what makes his character funny is that. Yes. No, you're right. Is that right. while he's, like, trying, while his son is clearly trying to cope with things, I think he's also trying to cope with the fact that his son's of an yeah, age that he's up. probably not ready for him to be. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, the part, I will say later on when he's, like, going to prom, you can tell there's, like, an actual genuine emotion there when he's, like, you know, yeah. he's seeing his son off, he's becoming a man. Back at school, though, we're introduced to this plot point, Finch doesn't take dumps at school, okay? <laughs> he's kind of a hypochondriac, have you seen the facilities in high schools? Which, we got chatting, I mean, no one likes taking shits in high school. <laughs> but you adapt, you Dude, learn. you adapt, you squat, you put it in your hand, and you throw it in the toilet, that side of thing. Wait. Whoa. <laughs> But Finch quickly realizes because he is so kind of disconnected from the current, I guess, like thought process of, of kids his age, that there's no way he's really going to be able to land a chick. So he decides that he's going to start this rumor or get people to start this rumor so that he can kind of develop this persona among people yeah. that well, so it's, he wants people to think he's got a giant dick. Yeah, it starts out that he's got a giant dick, as we learn throughout the movie. Uh, it kind of spirals, though. Like, yep. it, you know, it becomes like, oh, you hear that he's got this sweet tattoo. An eagle with flames. Yeah, which doesn't make any. <laughs> that's a cool tattoo. Yeah, that what turns you on. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, so it does start to spiral a little yep. bit. But it seems to be working. All the girls are asking if he's going to prom. Yeah. And that's like that. We also got talking about that. Was that a thing that high school girl, even if the guy is person, like, maybe, maybe, let's go as far. If he's an ugly dude who's unpopular, if he's got a big dick. Is that it? Is that all you need? You know what? I'm not going to try and claim that I understood what girls were thinking in high school. I have a track record that says I didn't understand what girls were thinking in high school. So I'll I'll let that be. But I I don't think, like, that was like, wow, he's so interesting and his cock's huge. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants a big dick, whether you're a guy or a girl. You know, either you want to have a big dick or you want to get banged by a big dick. Most likely, I would think. But I don't think that's the first thing they're thinking of. You know what I mean? No, probably not. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we get a little Manchester by the Sea here. Casey Affleck, I completely forgot, forgot the fucking Casey guy Aff- was in the movie. And Casey Affleck, it's like they woke him up. Uh, like, like they walked in on set. He was sleeping there, and he like <laughs> woke him up. Is like, hey, can you read a couple? Lines? Oh, what's going on? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Soft spoken. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, no. So he is Kevin's brother, and he uh, calls him up and tells him about this legendary book. This that resides inside the shelves of the library. And apparently it's basically like a, like a homemade Kama Sutra with just all these different things that guys have learned over the years. And they pass it along to one student each year. And then he puts his experiences in it, puts it back for the next person. Just seems like high school kids wouldn't be able to keep that kind of secret. But they ooh. wouldn't. But I like this idea. It's kind of yeah. like a cool no, lo- local kinda... legend type deal. I like it. Doesn't this this book get brought up in one of the spinoffs? I think that's the plot, the Book of Love, dude. I think that's the whole plot of that fucking movie there. So stupid. You want to watch it? No. (laughs) Not even remotely. Oz and Heather, the choir girl, they're starting 
their relationship, mm. uh, conversations blossoming, they both feel like they're being pigeon-held, you know, by what people think of them. He's a jock, she's a choir girl, but guess what? They're more than that. They're people with thoughts and dreams Pigeon. and aspirations. I said pigeon-held as in, like, two people were both get. Is it pigeon-holded? How, do you, how would you say it? What, is it just pigeon-holed? They're pigeon-hold? both being pigeon-holed. They're both being pigeon-holed? Yeah. I'm going to say pigeon-held. That's fine. <laughs> uh, whatever. We'll keep that it. in. Keep that in. Okay. Then. then we find out why the movie is called American Pie. Jim. <laughs> Iconic <laughs> scene, dude. Jim comes home to find a beautifully baked apple pie on the kitchen counter. And he, I, I, I thought that like there was going to be a voiceover reminding him of what of <laughs> yeah. what Oz said. I'm glad they didn't, but because no. he just starts looking at it, and that porn music from the very beginning starts kicking <laughs> in, like the so he he slowly puts two of his fingers inside the pie, and this excites him. I, mean, I guess just, yeah, he kind of hey, that kind of feels good. And cut to Jim's dad slowly <laughs> walking inside, and then hard cut to Jim. Like asked Jason <laughs> Biggs <laughs> humping a pie. It's like, and it, it, this seemed completely different from what I I thought. It was like Jason Biggs like holding holding the pie, the pie to something. yourself. Yeah, maybe yeah, that yeah. was one of the unrated ver. I don't know. Um, we'll have to ask the audience Man, for yeah. a fact no. check on that one. But instead, but he's laid completely horizontally, bare ass, bare ass, pumping, just grinding <laughs> this counter where the pie is. And then I will say, probably the biggest laugh in this movie for me is when Jim comes, Jim's dad comes in, he reacts, and then it hard cuts it to hard this mangled, disgusting pie, and they're both just sitting there, and Jim's dad's like, "We'll just tell your mother we ate it all." <laughs> <laughs> it is it's really funny. There yeah, are a few really, really funny bits. Really in this. good laugh. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, at the old lacrosse game, Heather asks Oz to the prom, Ooh. and Stifler, you know, being his Stifler self, just comes up, "Hey, fuck face, whatever." whatever. Yeah. But anyway, as she's leaving, he starts, you know, making some humping gestures. Basically, well, Stifler, Stifler does. Yeah, yeah, Stifler's making some humping gestures, and Oz, you know, he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, guys. But, she sees this. Oh, fuck, dude. Not a fan. Heather's not a fan of wow, this. Wow, that relationship lasted all of literally four seconds. But you can tell there's sensitivity in Oz's eyes. He right. maybe doesn't like this ribbing. Oz this, feels a little bit uncomfortable feels a little with this. Dirty. He used to be fine with it. Yep. No. Not anymore. Maybe he is getting sensitive. Ooh. Let's keep watching. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Kevin decides he's going to uh, give... Vicky, one of these orgasms that she's been chatting about, because apparently she hasn't had one yet. God, apparently all these women need orgasms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First, I want to vote. <laughs> News to me. Oh, man. So he decides to try out the old tongue tornado on her, and she's upstairs in her family home or whatnot, and again, a nice little bit of situational comedy as he's going down on her. He also has to look at the book, like, several times to yeah, understand to, like, how to do what it. he's doing. <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, as he's going down on her, uh, the parents downstairs are like, oh, you gotta go get her for dinner or whatever. The dad walks upstairs, and behind the door, she's yelling, I'm coming, I'm coming! And the dad's like, oh, all right. Oh, okay, <laughs> go back downstairs. <laughs> I remember that being one of the funny scenes for me when, when oh, I was younger. Well, that's because, yeah, it was funny, and then you looked around to see if anyone was, like, watching you watch this, because, dude, this is some Tara Reed is getting shit. eaten out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, prom is approaching. Uh, you know, they're all getting closer and closer to their deadline, and the pact has not been accomplished yet. No, no one's boned, dude. Nadia asks Jim if uh, he might be able to tutor her. This, of course, Sharon, Shannon Elizabeth, the gorgeous foreign exchange student. Oh, my student. God, dude. Yeah. She is stunning. Yeah, and he's definitely going to tutor her. He sees this as his opportunity. Meanwhile, Heather and Oz, they have a falling out. And oh. this part... <sighs> dude, it's like a Degrassi just, soap opera bullshit. Can we, right, can you we want to just, just stop talking about yeah, that? Can we just get, okay, they hook up at the end. I, like, <laughs> they, they make up and they hook up at the end. We'll get That's to them the later. We'll we get to them later. No, 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 no. Come on. We, can't, can't, we can't just abandon Oz. <laughs> He's our bro, <laughs> man. He's our bro. We gotta get him laid. <laughs> so, let's get to the sex crime. Alright, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is in the beginning of webcams and all this shit. This is when mm -hmm. it's, you know, really chat started. Rooms. Yeah, chat rooms. I remember my parents specifically telling me, hey, don't go on chat rooms. Yeah, people will rape you. Yeah. Through the screen. Through the screen. Let's get into this, because this, this is kind of crazy. And, like, part of it is funny, the situational comedy of it all. But mm -hmm. when you really take a step back and, like, think about what's being done here, it's a legit crime. So when you watched this as a kid, this was the scene that every, at least, guy remembers. Oh, yeah. I mean, this beautiful, beautiful woman Jason is... Jason Biggs? Yes. <laughs> no, but this beautiful woman is, like, naked for a long time on screen. Yeah. And, you know, 
but now when you're watching it, dude, I legitimately felt uncomfortable. Yeah, because I felt a bit dirty. It's this guy and his friends spying, spying. Yeah. on so, this woman. Yeah, to set it up so she's coming over. They're gonna she's gonna tutor her, but she has to change. So he decides he's gonna leave, but he sets up this uh, webcam in the corner of his room and he decides to send an email to a few select buddies. He's gonna mm-hmm. send it to Nick and Finch, uh, Nick and Finch, Kevin and Finch, and Stifler. Mm-hmm. And they're going to watch. And Jim is actually planning on leaving the room while she changes to sprint over to Kevin's house to watch as well. So that's exactly what he does. And while Nadia is getting changed, she kind of starts looking around the room and finds Jim's porno magazines. And what do you know, dude? She starts masturbating on the bed. She likes masturbating on the bed. And at this point, I mean, Kevin does kind of have a point. He's like, if you ever have a chance with this girl. It's yeah, not. I mean, Kevin, for as heinous as what we're watching, he says probably the smartest thing, like, get over there. Yeah. So Jim runs over to the house. Unbeknownst to him, though, he accidentally sent the invite to everyone in the county, apparently, or Every, something like no, that? No, everybody in the high school directory. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so let's think about the implications of that. Yep. Every kid in school now has access to this sex crime that you've committed. <laughs> And recorded, as yeah. does the faculty and staff, uh, Jason Biggs is in jail. Like, yeah, yeah, he's in jail. So a ton of these people are watching. Blink-182 is watching. Blink-182 is <laughs> They watching. are one of these yeah. people who's in there. Uh, so Jim walks over. He knocks on the door. Or, no, he doesn't knock on the door. He just comes no, right, he just in right in while she's and he goes, masturbating half naked. And he's like, you need a hand? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, much to the surprise of everybody, including the audience, she welcomes Jason Biggs to the bed. Yeah. At first she's well, like, oh, you naughty boy. Naughty and then she boy. wants him to, to strip. strip. You've seen me naked. I want to see you naked. Yeah, so, which, okay. Yeah. She plays some little techno music and he starts dancing foolishly. It's actually super funny. This too. is actually pretty like, funny. Yeah. And he actually smartly throws like a shirt over the webcam because he doesn't want people to see this. The shirt accidentally falls off, though, as it would be. This is a teen sex comedy. Of course it's going to need. But unfortunately, uh, Jim experiences, you know, a little premature ejaculation. She Ooh. is too gorgeous for him. She invites him over to the bed, and as she's, like, touching him, he, she's placing his hand on her leg. He blows it, dude. He blows it. And not only once, he manages to do it twice because he, <laughs> he convinces her, no, I'm still good to go. Yeah. We're all good, man. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, okay. Then. Does it again. Oh, man, but there's also this, the iconic shot, much like The Graduate, like the shot between her legs where she's like, oh, shaved the yeah. expression, pulls off her pants. Jason, really good scene. And his dude, experience, yeah, his, his say reaction what you will is, about Jason shit. Biggs. I don't think I had a good thing to say about him post this movie, but this movie, he's perfect. He is. He's a genuine. He's just, about yeah. as, like, yeah. nailed the character as you can get, and he outacts, like, everybody else he does movie. and the sad part of this is that 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 that's his career he'll always and he even says that mm-hmm. i think he makes fun of it in jay and silent bob strike back like no matter what he does he'll always be the guy who fucked a pie like that's what he <laughs> yeah. even says in yeah, the movie yeah. and it's true it's, it's kind of sad true. he it's could sad. be in a fucking oscar nominated film a year from now he will still always yeah, remember we'll still remember him fucking you a fucked pie. that pie right dude so the next day everyone's laughing at about it you know of course he's the butt of all be? these jokes yeah and uh, it turns out Nadia has gone home because her sponsors saw the video. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is, again, really sad. <laughs> yeah, and so she gets deported. But don't worry. She comes back for the sequels. Not for the rest of this movie. I, I thought for some no, reason she was well, in this she, for one of Well, she is at the oh, very, yeah, she is very, very tail yeah, yeah, end yeah. at it, but, it, uh, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. So Jim, he's pretty defeated, uh, but he strikes up a conversation with Michelle. Uh, and this is where the first time we ever hear this one time at Bandcamp, which becomes kind of her signature line and kind of the, one of the most mm-hmm. iconic lines from the movie. But yeah, she's just, you know, a super giddy band geek. And we were, you were actually talking about this. You know people like this. There were people mm-hmm. in your high school who were just really obsessed with one subject or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew, I knew band people like that who just like every story was about band. Yes. And it's like, you know, so I thought that I thought the character Michelle and we talk about this later on in the movie, too. Uh, she's perfect. I love I mean, her turn. Yeah, her yeah. turn at the end is, is great. Yeah, and no, she's a perfect character. She's great. Yep. He decides to ask her to prom. Mm-hmm. She accepts. Stifler, meanwhile, his date is dumping him because she's holding out hope that Finch might ask her out. Apparently, this rumor has spread so big now that people think Finch beat the shit out of Stifler at some point. <laughs> she's like, oh, the scars healed really nicely. Yeah, like ridiculous. So Stifler comes up with this plan where he puts a little laxative in his mocha, in Finch's mochaccino, dude. A little diuretic, dude. A little diuretic, dude. And suddenly, he's going to have to poop in public, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> in a shit-crazed hysteria, he accidentally goes into the girl's bathroom with the help of Stifler and winds up walking out embarrassed after taking, yeah, fucking 30-pound enormous shit. dump in front of a bunch of chicks. <laughs> dude, everyone loves so farting no- poop jokes. Yeah, of course. So now his... 
his rumor pile has just gone by the wayside. It also revealed, too, that uh, Tara Reed's friend. Yeah, Jessica, uh, Jessica. Jessica, yes. She's the one that's been spreading the rumors. That's Finch right. paid her to do it. 200 bones to just spread a bunch of rumors, and it worked. Good call. So, dude, we're getting back to our two lovers here. We got to mention this. Oz is having a real <sighs> dilemma here because guess what, bro? The last lacrosse game's on the same day as the singing competition. I also want to point out that Oz is the worst singer. Like <laughs> He's ever. really He's bad. so bad. <laughs> Scoop, scooby-doo-doo-doo-bop. Skin crawl. <laughs> and if we have to mention this, yes, there is a moral dilemma there. And he tells uh, Heather that he can't, He, you know, this is a huge lacrosse game. He really wants to be there for it. Um, and, you know, I- I'm sorry, I can't do the singing con- competition. And she does that awesome thing that every dude loves, dude. She goes... <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Yeah, acts as if it's not, but clearly puts the face on that it is a problem. Yeah, just like, tell me if it's a problem. No, you should do, do what, what makes you, you happy. Do what makes you happy. Oh, Ugh, fuck. Fuck, come me, on, dude. woman. All right, so the worst. he decides, you know, after, you know, getting cleaned out or whatever, he does score at one point during his lacrosse game. It's like halftime or whatever, and the coach is giving this rousing speech about how you want to remember your time here and whatnot, and yeah. he decides... I'm going to go to the singing competition. Yeah, I do want to remember my time here with Heather, dude. Which is so weird because the speech that the coach is giving, like, for you seniors, this is the culmination of your career. Yeah. Which it is. He joined fucking chorus two weeks ago or whatever, and he's dropped. It seems really strange to me why, I don't know, why he'd do this. Seems a lot for some poon. Yeah, seems a lot for some poon, but maybe he's falling in love with her, man. Maybe. maybe. So he decides to run off and he fucking nails his singing performance. Clearly it, not him. Not him singing <laughs> at all. Clearly not him. <laughs> Jessica, meanwhile, convinces Vicky that, you know what, Vicky, you're ready for sex, all right? You should just do it with Kevin because you're going to wind up going to college and probably fucking some dude that's a terrible asshole. So yeah, just do it with and Kevin and he at least you're likes not you. not going to feel good about it, so just do it with Kevin. And so she's like, you know what, yeah, and she tells Kevin, I want to have sex at prom. And uh, so, you know, great, good for Kevin fucking asshole yeah so kevin seems to be the really the only one on the way to, to scoring to, to sealing the deal with this pact yeah. but there we go dude it's prom night arabian nights is the theme which is fucking terrible <laughs> they have a horrible band as well yeah i feel shitty for this prom yeah. i mean my prom wasn't any I better didn't really i really like prom. mine yeah. prom suck dude so we find out what a giant asshole Kevin really is in this scene. <laughs> He's trying to rally the troops, I guess. Like, come on, guys. Like, you're no closer to this. He yeah, goes like, to literally each like, one of what them. What are you guys doing? And, like, and finally, Jason Biggs delivers what I thought was the most poignant speech. in it the. Is. T- I'm so upset. And I'll explain why. But it's the most poignant speech ever where he goes, you know, I'm sick and tired of all this shit about, like, I have to get laid. It's really not that big a deal. It's not important. And this is where you and I started talking. And I'm going to derail a little bit. But this is where you and I started talking about how this could have been such a poignant coming of age movie and could have provided such a good message for for youth watching this movie to let them know it really isn't that big a deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, it's not quite how it turns out. <laughs> no, because Kevin feels, not. Kevin feels sad that like all of his friends agree with Jason Biggs and that alone sucks. But like, so- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do want to mention a, a line that gave me <laughs> laugh so hard. Oh yeah. It's because funny. Kevin, while he's doing this whole rally, the troops, Oz out of nowhere, just snaps his head really meanly. He's like, Kevin, what's with the attitude? <laughs> It's really so funny. funny. Why don't you keep your stupid comments in your pocket? (laughs) Oh, man. So Jessica uh, invites Finch over. They dance. She bought him a flask with some of the money that he paid her. You know what? Mm -hmm. But... She tells him right ahead, I'm not fucking I'm not you. fucking you. And he's like, yeah, no, that's cool. Whatever, it's cool. Sherman's date, meanwhile, <laughs> takes this opportunity when the band is in their break to go up on stage and announce to everyone that Sherman did not have sex with her because she has heard from Vicky that people, that's what people think. And she tells everybody that, yeah, that we just talked the whole night. And basically he told me that he's a virgin and that when he's nervous, he pees his pants. And he does. He pisses his pants in front of everyone. And that's the last you hear of Sherman. That's the last you hear of Sherman. And like. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I guess it's funny to like kind of make fun of him because he is kind of an asshole when, the next morning yeah. when he's like, oh, you guys should join the club or whatever. But at the same time, I just feel really bad for the guy. He's just well, like, oh, and, shit. And what makes it even worse is that we were talking about this. I, it didn't. They didn't really set up that movie to have sequels or spinoffs, and, yes. which Sherman makes multiple appearances in. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we just left this character pissing his pants on the <laughs> dance floor. That's it. <laughs> 
And it's like, good thing we didn't really care good about Lord, this character. Yeah, because that's damn. like a, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You moment. could cut ties with all the lies that you've been, <laughs> you've living, been living in. You've been living in, man. Yeah. <laughs> so prom ends and they decide they're all going to Stifler's party over at this fucking beautiful cottage on a lake or something. Yeah. Oz tells Heather about the pact and uh, basically comes clean that, you know, we were all trying to get laid and basically he, I guess, confesses to her that she means more to him than the pact or whatever. And I don't know. And and dude, let's just talk about this. I don't want to talk about these two characters, but let's just do it. They have, they do end up having sex because. Sex montage. Yeah, it is a sex montage. It is like the most like an adult novelist couldn't have written (laughs) A scene like this, yeah. it's like they're they're laid out on the patio, on like throw pillows. They're so gentle. That is not how your first time goes, <laughs> dude. They're like, they're it's a lot of sweetly making love on a fucking moonlit dock, and it's yeah. like hey, this this scene ruined it for all of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I can't. Our first I'm time's supposed not going to be on a to that. That's insane. <laughs> exactly. That. I can't look like Chris Klein and have sex on a dock. What's going on here? <laughs> Look at his hair. Look, <laughs> Look at the one strand of hair. Look at that Superman hair. Has God he ever damn it. through his nose ever? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while this is all happening, Finch roams into a back room at the party and finds Stifler's mom, the beautiful Jennifer Coolidge, and she apparently likes the younger man as well. Mm-hmm. And they look, appear to be like they might have sex on the pool table. Mrs. Robinson starts playing. I like that. That Pretty actually, cool, that yeah. song also comes back into it this. It does in the second one. At they least, really yeah. reuse a lot of this shit, huh? Yeah, they're big fans of callbacks. Anyway, but yeah, back to this little sex montage thing. It's all like, it's all cross cut between kind of all four of them. What's yeah. happening? Basically, though, a lot of it's dedicated to Oz and Heather and Vicky and Kevin. And Vicky yeah. and Kevin, meanwhile, they're in a room and they're starting to have sex for the first time. How do you want to do it? Oh, I don't know. The normal uh, missionary. I mean, position? they they definitely capture the awkwardness of losing your virginity, I suppose. But maybe because like, like there's also weird things where he's just laying on top of her. All of the blankets are on top. I get it. You don't want to do nudity. But at the same time, it's just really. un. Yeah. And also, <laughs> and also, she makes him admit that he loves her. So he finally has to say, I mean, yeah, it and that's after- the thing because it doesn't. It's not doesn't seem genuine because literally yeah. the scene before that, he's like, she's gonna ask me if I love her, and I don't know. I'm I right on the cusp or whatever. Yeah. And so then it goes to that scene. She's like, say it. Yeah, and she's she finally, yeah, they're finally naked in bed, and he just says it. It sounds like he just said it to get laid. It's very disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. It really kind of fucks up the whole, like, not that I liked that those two characters, but it really fucks up their story, like, altogether. They kind of set themselves up to fail there. Yep, and throughout the party, Jim has been uh, having a conversation with, Michelle and Michelle, uh, you know, this band geek slowly comes out to him that she's she's a fucking freak, dude. And she what's hilarious about this is that she wanted him to ask why, why she said yes to going to the prom was because she saw that video online and he was a sure thing and she knew it, which is really I love the turn no, because no, it's so funny. Yeah, we're all meant to we, we kind of feel kind of gross like that all the not that they're being taken advantage of and the other the two relationships here. You know, they're both consensual and they're both in, well, in yeah. kind of love, in quotations. Yeah. And then there's also the Finch and Stifler's mom, but that one's completely kind of yeah, you know, detached. out of the realm of... Yeah, but this storyline, I like how they play her off as a real prude almost. Or, and well, then she turns. I love her turn. So one thing that I really liked about this, too, was that, you know, as as men, like, if I can venture into that area, as men, I felt a little, like almost ashamed watching these guys just being like, I got to fuck that girl. I got to fuck that girl. I got to fuck that girl. And it's really kind of a redemption in terms of writing that the female character who you wouldn't expect this to come from is like, no, I'm going to fuck that dude. (laughs) Like it really as like almost a gender way. It makes me feel a little bit better about watching this movie. Yeah. And it's the best because the next morning he wakes up and she's gone and he's just slowly starts to come to the realization that like I've been used. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really funny. Like, Which he, and, like, he enjoys that. Yeah, and that he kind of like, likes it, yeah. But it is funny. Like I said, it's just kind of like a turn that I think, <laughs> at, you know, in a clearly male-driven sort of comedy, there's, like, a little bit of a win for the female character. The ladies, dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, something that's not very funny is, again, the next morning, Kevin and Vicky basically break up. Essentially, yeah, so right? can you, I just want to take, so in the context of this movie, I get what they're going for, because she's like, we're both going to college um, you know, we're both going to be different people and it's just gonna likely really hard, it's going to be yeah. really hard. I don't want to, you know, commit you to this. It's nice. Pretty much. It's nice that we had sex. I, I know that you meant what you said that you love me, but we're basically over. If you th- dude, if I 
told this woman that I loved her. We had sex. I wake up the next morning and then she breaks up with me, dude. I'm fucking blown away. Yeah, what the hell? Like, wow, I. Yeah, and it's considering so how hard he's been working to to like yeah, try and to, to, to finally sex with her, yeah, like, that and to just finally convince himself, you know what, I do love yeah, her to commit himself to the relationship, and then the next day she's like, <laughs> no, God, I just don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> was the sex that I bad? Was say, yeah, it must have been really bad sex. Ah, oh, Kevin. Kevin, and of Kevin. course, fucking awesome. idiot, idiot and uh, and American Beauty are like <laughs> laying by the patio, naked, like yeah. you know, cuddling As in the, the sunrise. sunrise. Yeah. Fuck those dude! Two. It's probably fucking freezing out there. Yeah, it's Michigan. <laughs> so they the next day, yeah, they're they're at uh, their old hot dog stand and they're chatting about you know this. Here's to the next step, guys. Oz, and, and and what I like about this, well, I don't know if I like it, but Oz lies to his friends about getting not he getting laid. He yeah. he tells them that he didn't get laid, even though he clearly did. He's a sensitive dude. Is that sensitive though? I mean. I, I I could understand not being like yeah dude I fuck this bitch but no, like I mean they're all like, just sharing stories it's not you don't have to yeah, be crude just, about it yeah, just be like, I, yeah mean, I had sex yeah no yeah like yeah I did and it was fun and I and I she's think really I nice her. and yeah, I, I think, think I love her. her but instead he just says oh, we had a good time fuck you Oz fuck you Oz fucking piece of shit semi charm kind of life kicks in and then what you think's the end of the movie but nope there's little cold clothes here as well Jim. Set up his webcam and he's doing a little dance for Nadia. Yeah, and Nadia's loving it and like dancing yep. along. And Jim's dad, as he has several times in this movie, walks in without knocking. Him. I guess yeah, without no one knocking knocks. again. Yeah, lock your door. Yeah, lock your door. Or yeah, knock on the door. If the door's shut, I'm probably doing something weird in here. Yeah. I, at this point, why would you walk in on his closed <laughs> exactly. door? You've like, walked in on him so many times doing weird shit. Just... But so he walks away though, and he's you know. Dancing, he, I guess he gets a little horny because he's like, honey, yeah, fade I to black. He's finally accepted that his son's a man. Yeah. Fade American to black, American pie. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so tell me, man, your thoughts on American pie. All right, dude, listen. So I fully expected not to really. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I really fully expected not to enjoy this movie as much um, coming into tonight. Just, you know, based on the fact that this was a movie that I liked when I was a little bit more immature, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I got to tell you, man, in terms of a coming-of-age movie, this was the coming-of-age movie of our generation. A lot of people can claim that, you know, Breakfast Club was theirs or, you know, like uh, Porky's, like you mentioned. Yep. This was ours. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I think it holds up for me. I think it's not – obviously, the jokes are not as funny. The acting uh, borders on the atrocious at times, but it, <laughs> but it, it really does. But um, in terms of what it is as a, gr- a coming-of-age movie, I think it's pretty poignant, even though, again, I think it defeats its own purpose when every character ends up getting laid. <laughs> it kind of does, <laughs> it yeah. It kind of yeah. does. Like, it defeats that whole purpose of, you know, his big speech at prom where he's like, it's not that important. Yep. Because uh, – and – and and I think it's really interesting, like I mentioned in the beginning, how this movie kind of shapes how we think about sex growing up. Yeah, or definitely how we thought about it in the, yeah. while we were in that age group, for sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the soundtrack is obviously outstanding. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I think... Um, I can understand why this movie made as much money as it did, because especially at the time this was funny, this was uh, about as borderline as you could get for that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously an unrated version, so much so that they were... Yeah, yeah, version you couldn't see in theaters. Yeah, but like when we saw it, there's nothing I haven't seen in that (laughs) movie that I haven't seen in theaters. So that tells you, though, that it was a little... It was a little revolutionary for its time. A little risque. Yeah. Um, But uh, honestly, I didn't dislike it. Um, it, There are absolutely some slow parts, like you said. Uh, Kevin and Oz's relationships bore the hell out of me. But I think it's actually a lot smarter than people give it credit for in terms of a movie. Yeah. and so uh, 60 was the Rotten Tomato meter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and give it a 65. Um, I really did think that this is an enjoyable movie. I don't think it resonates as much uh, as it probably would have for kids who are our age, you know, mm-hmm. when we saw this mm-hmm. movie. Like if you saw if you showed this to kids now at 13 and 14, that you know, yeah. it doesn't even resonate with them. But uh, in terms of 
what it meant for our generation. I think it's more significant than we give it credit for. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that this movie, uh, yeah, has some poor acting. It also has some some really good character actors in here throughout. It had good careers afterwards. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Eugene Levy and Stanford. But it's not as it's like twofold because some of it's poorly written, and then mm-hmm. other parts are like are much smarter than anyone gave it credit for at the yeah. time and now. And I do think that it's less raunchy than I remembered. And I think that's just oh, because yeah, in the time since, there's been so much worse in terms of crude humor and sex, yeah. gr- like gross-out gags and whatnot, uh, that it's kind of hard to look at now. And I wonder what kids or even high schoolers would think of this movie for the first time if they watched it today. If someone in you know high school right now watched this as a freshman, mm-hmm. would it resonate with them as much? Would, all, would the jokes land? Because there's a lot of... I wouldn't say 90s technology jokes, but it's, it feels very of its time. Yeah. And that's also kind of why I like it, much like why people like The Breakfast Club and those other movies, because they are indicative of the decade that they were made. At this point, it almost borders on, like, period piece. Kind of, yeah, because like, yeah. the fucking jeans in this movie, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. jeans, the spiky hair, the yeah. hair gel, oh man, it's it's everywhere. But I'll agree, I'm going to actually match you. I was going to give it a 60, but I do think it, it's worth the 65 because it, it it's... It's rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I I just found myself really a lot of what we do in this podcast is trying to dis- determine whether or not the the nostalgia is you know kind of what's carrying what's carrying our... it or if it's shaping your view of the movie. And right. This movie does this weird thing where it's not that I think back to when I was watching it, but it reminds me of what high school was like. Yeah. And so in that vein, I really think it does capture. Kind of the way people talk to each other for the most part. And, and a lot of the, the conflicts that these characters face are, are very relatable and stuff yeah. that you've experienced before. So, yeah, I say 65, man. It, it holds up for the most part. It's a funny movie. And I feel like uh, it'll carry on for – this is much better than your average high school comedy. You know uh, absolutely. I mean? And obviously better than so many of the movies that it really kind of influenced. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, it, sequels and spinoffs aside, there were so many movies that just followed this formula. I even think of like Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah, man. Is a lot like this movie. So this movie not only Harold influenced. Harold Kumar, the first one is better. Yes, the first than, one. better than this movie. Yes, no, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like It, 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 did. it, it did influence a lot of. Uh, the teen to young adult comedies. Yeah, it, it became its own genre, really, mm-hmm. which is impressive. It is, and I think, I think in that respect alone, you got to kind of give this movie the nod. Mm-hmm. And something else that's kind of impressive. A, a few little trivia bits here before we wrap things up. This was a massive hit on home video. Like I said, this is this was the golden age of the blockbuster, late '90s, early 2000s. This made over a hundred million dollars in just videotape rentals and sales. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, movies don't do that anymore. Uh, and one list, last bit of trivia here. Uh, shortly after appearing nude in this film, Shannon Elizabeth went on to do a Playboy spread. After that, though, she decided to quit appearing nude in films out of fear of being typecast. Uh, she called her Playboy appearance one of her biggest regrets. Wow, really? Yeah. That's yeah. a shame. It is a shame. It's she- a real shame. Uh, this movie's no road trip, too. I just want to mention that. <laughs> 2000s? I, uh, we'll have to do a comparing episode, maybe, or something, because I just, I don't oh, know about Lordy, that. But, man. dude, that was American Pie. I'm glad we got to tackle a too. nice, raunchy comedy. Yeah, and this is our first real adult comedy, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad we're kind of looking towards the realm of more adult films yes. in this podcast. We've got our, our lineup for January. However, next week... Not headed not back the to the kids' days. Yeah, which is which is okay because honestly, I think it's going to be worth it. Why don't you tell everybody what we're doing? <laughs> we're doing the live action Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, rut row ter- shaggy ter- man! Terrible Scooby impression, <laughs> dude. This is this is already going to be a fucking terrible movie. Oh, I, I remember right. how bad this is, but I also remember seeing it twice in theaters. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> dude, we get Freddie Prince back. I'm, I'm so, so happy, so pumped about that. We also get uh, uh, what's her Matthew name? Matthew Lillard, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar again. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and Linda Cardellini. She's oh, looking fine she, in this movie as yeah. Velma. I remember that. Yeah, no, this is this is Shit. the movie that made me, you know, never really thought of Velma like that. But yeah. I crush on Velma yeah, pretty yeah. hard in yeah. this movie. I'll agree. It's yeah. also got a lot of shitty CGI, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, it's bad. But I do remember uh, liking the soundtrack. We'll, we'll save, save. We'll save this. Yeah. 
<laughs> Stay tuned. I was going to say, but yeah, check in next week uh, for our episode on Scooby-Doo. Shoot us an email at nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com if you want to, you know, let us know of a movie you want us to cover or if you have a recommendation, even for a movie that's new that you just like that you want us to watch. We won't really talk about it, but I'm, I'm always <laughs> interested in just finding out new flicks. Yeah, and as always, you can find us at nbd.podbean.com, which is our original hosted site. You can also check us out on iTunes. Please, 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 please. Please write us a review. We say it every every week. We say it every week. We really appreciate it, and we would love it if you gave us a review. Helps us out, helps the show out, helps you out by getting you know giving us the confidence to do this more often. Yeah, no. So we appreciate all the feedback. Um, That pretty much does it for us. I think. Um, Just want to get our quick plug in here. I know we got off to kind of a rocky plug last week, but um, thank you. There you go. Thank you. Um, So this product is called. PB and gel. It's pretty good. Um, it's a lot of really natural sort of ingredients that get your hair looking really shiny and oh, so nice. It's, so it's a hair gel. Yeah, it's a hair gel. Okay. PB and gel. Um, which, yeah, I guess a play on PB and J, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But, it's uh, super yeah. funny. Um, it also ties into this film real well. It does because everybody's oh, got God. a lot of crazy Slicked hair, hair and, Yeah, a lot of movie. goo in their hair. But so, yeah, PB and gel is mixed with a lot of natural ingredients and it's also uh, kind of gives it a nice little fluff. It's mixed with panda blood. You said natural ingredients. Yep. We're talking, I don't know. Zinc, oh, you know, potassium, like all that kind of, of great stuff. Yeah, potassium, vitamins, zinc. And um, then just probably a few drops of panda blood on the very end. Well, I wouldn't say sure. like a few drops. According to the ingredient list, it's it's quite, it's it's not a lot of panda blood, but it's a significant amount. Well, this press release says that each container of PB and gel contains one whole panda. Yes, that's that is what it says. Um, like a whole panda worth of blood? Well, it could be a baby panda, like a small panda. Okay. It could be a small yeah, panda. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So let's not jump to conclusion. Honestly, I'm wearing it right now. You My, look good. I wanted to you. say this when we started, honestly. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. It's PB and Gel, PBandGel.com. So uh, really good. Oh, man. Suck me beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that does, on that note, that does it for Nostalgia Be Damned. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.